Welcome to the Love and Freedom Podcast with Peace Ducrier, where she shares the life-transforming truth of God's Word that mends hearts and liberates people. Listen and experience the love of God. Hey everyone, welcome back. So the next area we're going to look at is your career. What does God say about your career? What is God's word concerning your career? And I checked the English dictionary to really understand what the word career means. And the English dictionary defines it that career is an occupation undertaken for a significant period of time, for a significant period of a person's life and with opportunities for progress. Hallelujah. So it means that when you are when you're working at a company or when you just start out, start out your career, you're looking for, you're looking to make progress. You're not looking to just stay on one level forever. You're looking to, you know, get promotions and, you know, advance in your career and all of that. And that's why people take a lot of courses and all of that, all of, all of that. So what does God say about your career? You know, you'll be very surprised to see that God has actually made provision for every area of your life. I love the scripture, Ephesians 2.10. Like, I love, 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 love the scripture and I love the Amplified Translation, which says that, For we are God's own handiwork, his workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand for us, taking parts which he prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. So it means that God already prearranged your life. So it means he has made provision for your promotion, for your job, for your children. He knows your children's names. He knows how many children you're going to have. He knows he made provision for your finances. He made provision for your marriage. He made provisions for every single aspect of your life. So he made provision for your career too. So let's see, what does God say about your career? Are you excited like I am to find out? Okay. I mean, I already know, but like, are you excited to find out now? Okay. So Psalm 16 verse 6, I'm just going to read the Passion Translation. We're looking at what does God, what has God said concerning your career? Remember God's word is truth. God's word is more sure than any of your experiences. Psalm 16 verse 6, it says, Your pleasant path leads me to pleasant places. Your pleasant path leads me to pleasant places. I am overwhelmed by the privileges that come with following you, for you have given me the best. So when you read this, you cannot start asking God. Because realize that you have to know that this scripture, these words have been written like, it it wasn't just written like a thousand years ago. It has been written long, long, long ago. And you have been in the mind of God always, all for all time. So you were not an accident, and God did not just become aware of you when your parents meted and then they gave birth to you. No, He planned your life even before the earth was made, even before Jesus came to die for you. He planned your life. So when you read your pleasant places lead me to pleasant, your pleasant path leads me to pleasant places. And you've already seen Ephesians 2.10. That should tell you that the path that God has prepared for, he says, he says taking paths that he prepared ahead of time for us. He prepared beforehand for us. Taking paths which he prepared beforehand for us. So reading that, 
and then coming to read Psalm 16 verse 6, you already have seen that, okay, the path that he prepared for you, the path that he has placed you on right now leads you to pleasant places. And he says he has given you the best. So there is no point now asking God, God, give me pleasant places or God puts me in a pleasant company or God, wherever God places you, whatever God, wherever God takes you, as long as you're being led by him, that is the best of places. You feel like God is leading you to a particular place. It doesn't matter what that place looks like. That is the best place because God will never lead you to a place where you will not be a light. It will never lead you to a place where you will not be a blessing. God wants the best for you. I've told you that God cares about you more than you care about yourself. So all he gives you is the best. Think about it. It's like he's holding a bag and you know he's searching through the bag and looking through like, oh, no, this is not good enough. Oh, come on. This is not good enough. And then he sees one and is like, this is the best. He has gone through everything and he's like, this is the best. And then he hands it to you with a smile. That is God. He's your father. He gives you the best. He gives you the best. I told you that God loves you like there is no one else in the universe. Like there is nobody else to love. So he gives you the best like there is nobody else. You know, another translation says that the one that is so popular, it says that the lines are falling onto me in pleasant places because the Lord maintains my Lord. The Lord maintains your Lord. The Lord maintains what comes. You know, back in the days, not in my days though, like not in my younger days. <laughs> okay, so back when, back in the days, back when they used to flip a coin so they know what to do. So God is the one that determines the outcome of that coin that is flipped. He says time and chance happen, happens to them all. You see that chance, you see that dice that is rolled. God is the one that determines the outcome of it because you are in Christ. Praise Jesus. So the only requirement is that be in Christ, as long as you're in Christ, this is yours. Because he said he has created, he created us to be adopted, created us to be in Christ. So everything that we have, we have in Christ. So as long as you're in Christ, this path, you're in, on that path. And he says, this path that he has placed you on, it leads you to pleasant places. The lines are falling onto you in pleasant places. Okay, so now you're like, well, I already have a job. I've been working here for over five years now. Yada, 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 yada. And what I just need is a promotion. What does God say about getting promotions? We have to find out because God's word is truth. God's word is the only truth that we can regulate our lives with. So about promotion, let's look at Psalm 75 verse 6 to 7. I love the Bible. You know, when I see this, I'm like, oh my gosh, I am fixed for life because God's word is all you need in this life to be a victor in this life. God's word is all you need. You know, the other nights I was studying and, um, you know, I had gotten a lot of, you know, people talk, people say stuff, people say things and, you know, people want to, people relate with you with the information that they have and most of most times some persons that relate with you with the information they have is usually not from the word of god so it's from like what they have seen in the world and maybe not even what they've seen but what they've heard and so they want to push that on you or maybe their own personal experiences which do, do, they don't really they don't um, align with the word of god and they want to put that on you they want to project your project whatever it is on you and i was studying the scriptures and i saw something that's in Psalm 112. It says that even in darkness, light dawns for the righteous. When I saw that, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is true. This is true. This is my reality. And Second Corinthians 5.21 says what? And the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. 
So I'm like, hmm, even in darkness, light dawns for the righteous. So it doesn't matter what is going on in the economy. I am prosperous. It doesn't matter what, what goes on. I am safe. I am prospering. That is my truth. So if I, I, and you have to stop looking at what is going on in other people's lives. Even when you look at them and like, but this one is a Christian and see what's happening in him. See what's happening in his life. See what's going on with him. Stop looking at people's experience. I've told you that even the disciples that saw that experience, they saw heaven open and everything. They could have started preaching their experiences, but they said something that you would do well to hold on to, hold on to the more sure word of prophecy. Hold on to the word of God because the word of God is more valid than any experience. So if you see a man's life that is not aligning with the word of God or is not aligning with what God's word says, it means that man is living a lie. No matter who he is, he's living a lie. So don't start looking at and saying, hmm, but this one believed God and see what happened to him. He died. And da 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 Scripture says that those who trust in God, they will never be put to shame. And faith always works. God does not disappoint anybody. Think about Abraham. Just think about Abraham for a second. God promised him Isaac before God promised him Isaac and of course Isaac was born. But before God even, before Isaac even came, like before that, like Isaac was just like a means to the main thing. God promised that the Messiah, the Savior would come from Abraham. It would be Abraham's seed and through Abraham, all the, all the nations of the earth would be blessed. That was God's promise to Abraham. So God, God preached the gospel to Abraham even before Jesus came. Now think about it. Abraham died. He had only Isaac and Ishmael, but he died and it was just Isaac. Christ did not come before he died. But to tell you how faithful God is, we are now referred to as the seed of Abraham. People now sing, um, I am a child, I'm a seed of, I'm the seed of Abraham. Even in Galatians, it tells us that the, that the blessing given to Abraham might come to us Gentiles through Christ. So just think about it. Like Abraham was already dead. Like God can decide to, okay, not do it or like hmm, we just change it from abraham's like we just leave the jews let's go to someone somewhere else like let's just but to tell you how faithful god is he still kept that promise and christ still came think about joseph joseph gave gave commands concerning his bones these were men of faith they gave they acted on the word of god concerning his bones and when these people when they get up to leave the um the nation of Egypt, they should take his bones with them. How did he know they were ever going to leave Egypt? How did he know? It was by the word of God and he acted on that word. And they actually left Egypt and they took his bones. This was a man that he, was, he knew he was going to die. But even when he said that, God still kept his promise. God still kept his word. And he actually, they took his bones out of Egypt. Think about David. How can you kill a man with your what your sling and a stone? Like like and then like just imagine all the promises or all the threats that he made to Goliath. I'm going to cut off your head. I'm going to feed your head. Like he said a lot of things. He said, I come against you in the name of the Lord. All those things that he said, what happened? Did he not defeat that giant? He defeated Goliath. That's to tell you that everyone who trusts in the Lord, they will never be put to shame. Everyone who hopes on the Lord will never be put to shame. Scripture says that their face will remain radiant because they will never be put to shame. So God's word cannot be broken because God's word is himself. So when God says a thing, that is what that thing is. If God comes today and tells you you are a tree, girl, my young man, 
my advanced man, you're going to be a tree. You're going to become a tree. If God says, hmm, Mr. Dominic, you are a tree. God doesn't need to do anything. You would become a tree. The word of God has power. The word of God has power to make you into what he talks about. Do you understand it? They are not just words. I told you this word is a person. The word of God can make you what he talks about. If God says you are a tree, that word that he spoke says your word, your word is spirit and your word is life. It means that the word of God has the life of God in it. That's why I said the word of God is a person. It has the life of God in it. And it also goes with the spirit. So the, God's word proceeds with his spirit. So when he says you're a tree, his spirit is going to make, like you're going to be a tree. His life and the spirit that is in the word is going to make you a tree. So when the word of God says you are not sick, that word alone has the power to cut off every growth, to cut off everything in your body, to flush out every nonsense in your body, to take out that fiber, to take out that, that cancer, to take out anything in your body. That word alone is powerful. That is why scripture tells us to speak wisdom, but we're going to get to that later. Okay, so talking about promotion, he says in Psalms 75 verse 6 to 7, it says, This I know, that favor, the favor that brings promotion and power doesn't come from anywhere on earth. For no one exalts a person but God, the true judge of all. He alone determines where favor rests. He anoints one for greatness and brings another down to his knees. So when you read this and you see that the favor that brings promotion and power does not come from anywhere but comes from the Lord. Don't start, like, don't think about your boss now. Just say, oh, the favor that brings promotion comes from God. And God says what you're favored. Come on, he says you're favored. Let's see Psalm 5 verse 12. He says, Lord, how wonderfully you bless the righteous. Your favor wraps around each one and covers them under your canopy of kindness and joy. And that scripture says your favor surrounds them like a shield. Your favor surrounds them like a shield. Your favor surrounds what the righteous. So this is like what God does. So he's not telling you, ask me for it. He's telling you that if you're a righteous man, then my favor surrounds you already like a shield. So you can say to yourself, I'm highly favored. And are you not wondering like, hmm, have I been doing righteous things? Have I been doing enough righteous things? You can't, you can't do that. You can't look at yourself and consider your works. It says what you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And it tells you that righteousness is a gift. Righteousness comes from believing. Have you believed in Jesus? Do you believe in Jesus? Are you a Christian? Then you are righteous. It has nothing to do with your works. Righteousness is a gift. God doesn't want you boasting about your works. Yes, righteousness is a gift. Righteousness is a gift that empowers you to live a righteous life. So your walk, your, your walk or your work of righteousness and you being actually righteous, those are two different things. You are righteous. If you're in Christ, you are a righteous man. It has nothing to do with your works. You are a righteous man. Your righteousness is dependent on Christ. Your righteousness is measured based on Christ's righteousness because you are in him. So everything in your life is measured based on Christ. Is Christ righteous? Yes, you are righteous. Is Christ rich? Yes, you are rich. That's why he says that you are a joint heir with Christ. So whatever Christ has, you have. He says as he is, so are you. You are in Christ. You are engrafted into him. So everything that Christ is, you are. So when God looks at you, he sees Christ. He says you have put on Christ. When you've come into Christ, you've put on Christ. You've sunk into him. You have not been found in him. So when, when God looks at you, he sees Christ. I told you that Christ is Jesus and the church. And Christ is the head. When he looks at the head, when he looks at the, 
when you see a person, you start looking at the person's legs to know who it is. You look at the person's face like, who is this person? You look at the person's face and when you see the person's face, you can now discern that, oh, this is Mr. Dominic or this is Mrs. Eric. And so when God looks at the face, he sees Christ and he's like, yeah, this is healthy. This is prosperous. This is righteous. This is everything. Check, check, check. You can move along. So now I'm telling you that you're righteous and God sees that if you're righteous, my favor surrounds you like a shield. So now he tells you that, oh, he favors, he gives, he promotes. So are you favored? Yes, you are. So that promotion that you want, go ahead and get it. It is that simple. If you want it, go ahead and get it. Praise Jesus. Another scripture I would like us to look at because the word of God is full of a lot of props, you know, like there's so many things to, because you cannot, there's no way to doubt the word of God. There is no way. So is it alone determines where that favor rests, right? He alone determines where that favor rests. So he says that he who is righteous is where he takes that favor to. So if you're righteous, you, I am favored. So when you wake up in the morning, you keep saying like, I am favored. I am highly favored. I am a favored woman. I am a favored man. As I go into my workplace today, I am favored. Men do me good. My boss does me good. I am favored. When they see me, they accept me. They are pleased with me. Now, this doesn't mean that everyone will accept you because some people are just haters, right? So, yeah, not everyone will accept you, but everyone who means well will accept you. And even scripture tells us that if a man's ways pleases the Lord, he makes even his enemy to be at peace with him. So when you go into your workplace, tell yourself, I am favored. Go in with a smile. Raise your shoulders. Chin up. Square up. Come on. You are favored. Do you know what it means to find favor in the eyes of the almighty God, the creator of the heavens and the earth? Do you know what that means? It means you are favored. It doesn't matter if they said hmm, you will never get promoted in this office. You're like, your promotion doesn't come from you. It doesn't even come from my boss. It doesn't even come from the owner of this company. It comes from the Lord. And I have found favor in his eyes. And so that promotion, it is mine. That is it. That's all. That's all. You don't have to struggle for it. He has not called you into a life of struggle. He has called you to a life of living his love, living in his love, enjoying his love. And he says, you want that promotion? Be diligent. You are getting it. You want that promotion? It is yours. There's another scripture I would like us to look at because the word of God is filled with a lot of, you can doubt the word of God because when you're like, hmm, scripture, hmm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure I agree. Does it really do? Is this, is this scripture trying to say that? You know, you can start doing that. Like, is this scripture trying to say that? And then God is like, I know your type. I know your type. That's why I wrote it somewhere else. And then you'll see another one. You're like, huh, this is, ah, are you sure? You see another one. You're like, if you have seen it three times, then what are you, what are you, what else? What else do you want? What else do you want? And that's why I say that. Sometimes when I, when I, when I say a scripture, when I talk about a scripture, I'm immediately reminded of another scripture because the word of God just has a way of coming together and backing up himself. And that is just... I think that is just amazing. That is just great. So another scripture that I really love is Psalm 18 verse 19. I am so excited, you know. I am so excited because how can you read this and you're still moody? How can you know this and read this and you're still moody? Like, did you read what I read? Like, come on. Did you read what I read? 
how 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 you know i said something once okay this is just by the way i was asking my friend something he was trying to explain something to me um it was about this power of attorney thing and when he said it to me i'm like oh my gosh i was so excited and when he asked me why i asked and i told him that that means jesus gave us a power of attorney he was like oh okay i'm like you how like how how is that your response though like how do you respond that way the word of god makes me jump the word of god makes me so much like the word of god makes me really really excited okay i'm trying to calm down so i can move on to the next scripture ah after today when you go into your place of prayer don't start begging god we're not i've told you i've told you help is not coming from above above is in you help is not coming from heaven heaven is in you help is coming from you you have everything that it takes there is so i've told you i've shared three truths with you even the the only even one truth is enough even the second truth i told you that you have power to change everything and anything that is enough but then i'm telling you another thing like oh my god okay so Psalm 18 verse, are you ready? Oh, are you ready for this scripture? You have to be ready for it. You can't just take it. In fact, if you're, if you're relaxing, you have to sit up. You know, you have to sit up to hear this scripture because, okay, Psalm 18 verse 19, it says, his love, bro- I'm reading the Passion Translation. His love broke open the way and he brought me into a beautiful, broad place. He rescued me because his delight is in me. Okay, let's go and read the King James Version. And it says, he brought me forth also into a large place. You remember when I told you about the definition of career that it's an occupation undertaken for a significant period of time in a person's life with opportunities for progress. Now scripture tells you, he brought me forth. He brought you out of the world and brought you into Christ. He brought you forth into a large place. The passion says, passion translation says into a broad place. Now let's see, what does he mean? What is that word broad place? What does it really mean? It means a broad or roomy place, a wide place, expanses, an open space. So it means there's room for movement. There's room for progress in the place that he has brought you into. He has brought you into, X, into XYZ company. There's room for increase there. There is room for growth there. If you've not been thinking about promotion because of what people have said to you, now he tells you there is room for growth. There is room for promotion. There is room for growth in the place that he has brought you. So when he puts you on that path that you are on right now, he made room for promotion. He made room for growth. So what else are you looking for? What else? What else? What else? What else? He has made room for your promotion. Why not give him praise? Why not give him glory? So now when you go to your place of prayer, after learning all this, there's no need. What are you asking for again? He said, I have, this is what I've made you. This is what I've done. So when you go into that place of prayer, start dancing, start singing. Okay, let's say you're you're thinking about a job. Start thinking, hmm, what am I going to wear my first day of work? Um, what am I going to wear? What am I going to? What shoes am I going to get? How am I going to style my hair? What purse am I going to be using? What car am I going to drive? Hmm. Start start picturing it. Don't start thinking how how will it happen. Just start dancing. Start rejoicing first. When the angel spoke to Mary, you're going to conceive and have a child. She said, innocently, she asked, how can this be knowing that I, I don't know a man? And he said, don't worry, it will be unto you. It will be, the, you will see the manifestation of what has been spoken over you. 
she went forth her she went around her business the angel didn't tell her okay Virginia told her okay the Holy Spirit will come upon you and then she didn't ask okay the Holy Spirit will come upon me but how how would the Holy Spirit do it? So what about, so how will I give birth? You know, I'm, I'm a virgin. How would it happen? Okay. If the Holy Spirit comes upon me, is it that I will release an egg? What kind of, will the Holy Spirit bring it? So does it mean that the Holy Spirit has the sperm? But how do you, how, she didn't start asking those questions. She went about her business, started rejoicing. So also, when you've heard this, when you get into your place of prayer, start singing, start dancing, because this is what the Lord has made you. Let this truth guide your life. That is truth guard your heart let it guard your life let it guide you let it guard you let it guide you as you go through because it says the word of god is a lamp onto your feet let it guide you as you make decisions but let it also guard your heart guard your mind praise jesus so in our next episode we are going to look at other areas of god's word we're going to look at other areas of truth so stay tuned and i'll see you Thank you for listening and bye-bye. I trust that you're even more glorious now after listening to that life-transforming message by Peace Dukuye. I invite you to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life by praying thus, O Lord God, I believe with all my heart in Jesus Christ, Son of the living God. I believe he died for me and God raised him from the dead. I believe he's alive today. I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is the Lord of my life from this day. Through him and in his name, I have eternal life. I'm born again. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. I'm now a child of God. Hallelujah. Congratulations, you are now a child of God. If you desire to go deeper in the word of God, please click on the link in the description to check out more in-depth messages on Connect With Peace's blog. For counseling, questions, and inquiries, please send an email to the Love and Freedom Podcast at gmail.com. You can also follow Peace on Instagram at Connect with Peace.